This message was recorded at World Changes Church Gold Coast. It is our hope and mission that you further your understanding of grace and are empowered for change. Well, Father, we just thank you for another opportunity to minister to your precious sheep. I ask you to think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. And God, as we minister a radical revelation of our position in Christ, of active change. Father, I thank you today that every heart and mind is clear. And Father, that every heart is open to receive sound doctrine. And it's in Jesus' name I pray and we all say, Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see all of you here this morning. Amen. Y'all looking good? You're looking good this morning. Amen. Y'all looking fresh and looking like the cool morning air woke you up like it did me. Amen. I went out last night and I said, I got to go shopping. Praise God. I'm finally acclimated, David. I no longer need the air on in times like these. I actually get cold now too. Amen. Amen. Anybody that has uh, Bible college with me is saying, thank you, Jesus. Amen. That needs to go. So, Father, I just thank you for uh, changes of seasons. Um, y'all ready for a, a word today? Did you come here to meet somebody or did you come here to get a word today? Amen. Uh, I came to give a word today. I got woke up uh, about 3 a.m. last night and God was talking and I said, Jesus, uh, I appreciate this, but I like sleep too. But I, uh, all jokes aside, I, I realized that God was talking to me about this specific sermon. And that if you have your Bibles, go ahead and get them ready. And we are going to go to some familiar scripture from last week, from last week's message of the Great Exchange. But we're going to, so we'll be going to Romans 12, 1 and 2 first. But don't worry about putting that up there just yet. We'll be going to Romans 12, 1 and 2. But what I want you to do is also get a pen and piece of paper because I talk fast so your neighbor will need to be listening well so they can tell you what I said. Amen? Because I, I plan on teaching and preaching again today because I believe that it will not be by the eloquency of my speech but by the power of God that you'll receive this revelation. Amen. I believe you're going to fall under the law of liberty today, that you're going to be the freest person you've ever been in your life. And that, you know, you're no longer going to be hindered by, hindered by stinking thinking. You're no longer going to be hindered by the opinion of man. You're no longer going to be hindered by what people are saying about you and what you're doing. You're no longer going to be hindered by what you even think God thinks about you. Because you're going to understand that God loves you by the time you leave today. Amen? Amen? You know, I was thinking earlier, the Bible says, as we get ready to go to Romans 12, 1 and 2, the Bible says that we did not receive the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption. Amen? I don't just serve a God, but I, I, I fell in love with a daddy. Amen? I don't just serve a God, but I fell in love with a daddy. And a daddy sent his son to die for me so that I could live life and life abundantly. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Is God good? So let's go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, let's go to Amplified. I don't feel like sounding like Shakespeare today, but even though that is a good version of the Bible. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in the full view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, 
devoted and consecrated and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Stop right there. This scripture, before we go into where it talks about being conformed and transformed, let's break it down. In that word where it says, which is your reasonable duty, that's your rational intelligence, okay? That means that there is something to be learned so that you can maintain what is being required. You might want to write that down. There is something to be learned so that you can maintain what is required. At World Changers Church Gold Coast and at World Changers Church International, our motto is, with all thy getting, get understanding. So what this scripture is telling me is that I don't have to become holy. I have to be devoted and consecrated to learning about holiness so that I can understand the holiness that is in me and understand the righteousness that is placed on me and the salvation that has been given to me and the favor that I walk in. Amen? Amen. So there's something to be learned, and the Bible is not for private interpretation. So what we have to do is realize that what this scripture is requiring is a rational and intelligent expectation of learning, which is an act of spiritual worship. Learning. Praise God. I hate learning growing up as a kid. Amen? But I find in the Bible that learning is an act of spiritual worship. So when I read my Bible, I should be feeling good. When I read my Bible, it should put me in awe of God so that I can also stand in His presence and praise Him. Learning the Word is an act of worship. Amen? Well, I thought you were just going to go into conformity and transformation, Pastor Kyle. No, I don't just give you a scripture twice so that I can't exergete that thing. Amen? That I can't expound upon it. Let's go to verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, this age. So here's the first thing you need to learn. Don't be conformed to this world. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Meaning, put off the customs of this world and put on the customs of God. So you're learning two things right there. Don't be conformed to this world and put off the customs of this world and put on the customs of God. You've learned so much and I ain't even got into verse 2 that much yet. Amen? Are you learning yet? I promise you I'm going to go from teaching to preaching so it's going to get fast soon. So just buckle up. We're just laying a runway for this plane to take off. But be transformed. Look at that word. Shout that word. Changed. Somebody say changed. Changed. By the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. The third thing I need to learn, which is an act of worship, is that there is a new attitude to have in Christ. There is new ideas to have in Christ. So I have to put off the old customs of the law. I have to put off all the old customs of carnal thinking. And I now have to adapt to the new ideas and the new attitude which is only in Christ, which is the mind of Christ. You learning anything yet? Come on, this is good. i got to break this down later. So that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. So, uh, it just shakes me up how good that is. So that I may prove. 
So my first thing to be acceptable unto God and prove his perfect will is to learn of him. The first thing to be approved and acceptable inside of his perfect will is to walk with him. The first thing to be approved and acceptable in his will is to fall in love with him. The third thing is to put off this world and put on his custom, his ways, and his ways of thinking, which can only be found in the word. Amen? So you're not achieving holiness by your deeds. You're achieving holiness by walking with God. You're not achieving righteousness by your deeds. You're achieving righteousness by accepting it as a free gift, which is called grace, which is unearned, unmerited favor. Woo. Now I'm going to get into James in a minute. So is this scripture requiring maturity? So my title of my message today is Active Change. Be ye therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Be ye therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. They didn't even have King James up there and I still sounded like Shakespeare. Amen. But it's by the renewing of your mind that by the learning and the acceptance of information that causes your customs to change. It's by the learning and acceptance of the word of God that causes your attitude to change. It's by the learning and acceptance of the word of God that changes your very attitude and demeanor so that people look at you and say, I want what you got. Yeah, Amen? Amen. If, you know what? If people ain't getting changed around you, you might want to check your attitude. Amen? Amen? If people aren't getting changed around you, you might want to. If people keep coming back to you with the same problems, they're not living in the law of liberty and neither are you. Amen? Amen? Amen. This, ah, okay, let me slow down. So let's think of this like a butterfly, but let's, let's go back to the caterpillar first, right? So the caterpillar, he's sitting there and he's just, y'all ever seen one? Like, I'm not going to get on the floor and do the worm or anything. But they just kind of, you know, I think of how cool it would be a caterpillar just munch, 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 munch. Just a life of getting fat. Hallelujah. Love that stuff. Just eating all day. Then all, all of a sudden, the caterpillar feels an unction to develop a cocoon because it's, been, it's transforming even as it eats. Because the, it's not getting fatter, it's growing, and it's growing towards its transformation by what it receives. And then it goes into a cocoon, it dies, is restructured into something completely new, and comes out a butterfly. Amen? Now, let's look at that as Christians. We are little caterpillars getting fat on sin. Tick, 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 tick. And it's having a result on our lives. It's, it's causing us to get fat. But God's crying out to us and he's requiring change and he's actually requiring death. But not yours. It's the death that's already been given in the life of Christ. And when we accept that death, we go into our cocoon state. And like Romans 6 says, we don't continue in sin so that grace may abound. No, no, no. We therefore go to the grave, into the tomb in his likeness and are resurrected in his likeness. Therefore, I'm coming out a new creation free from the old habits, the old things, and the old ways. And I'm coming out as Christ. It's not I that live, but Christ that lives in me. I wonder, though. 
Watch this. I wonder if there's a moment, Liam, where that butterfly goes, what are these things for? <laughs> they pretty. Look at that. All them colors. You know, just looking at its wings like, what happened to all my feet? <laughs> I, my body got smaller and I got eight legs now. What's this thing for? And antennas. Look at that. I wonder if it began to question the newness of its existence and wonder what all this was for. But then there was a moment of chance where it fluttered. And if you watch the existence of a butterfly, they don't immediately fly, they flutter. And when that butterfly fluttered, I wonder if it says, oh, that's what these things are for. They're for flying. And then it takes off and it flies. But that butterfly, either instinctually or by knowledge and testing theory, had to, and I'm not saying a butterfly is that smart, but anyway, I'm just saying, just like us, we have to test and try the Word of God to see it activate in our lives so that we can go from wondering who we are to taking flight. Amen? Amen? Who just got excited? Hallelujah. You've been sitting there trying to describe your antenna, your legs, and every part of your new Christian anatomy. And while you're doing that and defining that, you've, you're absent of flight. Can I tell you, Christian, this word today about active change is accepting the change that God has given and take flight now. Amen? Amen? It's through the process of faith. Amen? So the ability to adapt to change makes us flexible. You ever seen somebody rigid? Lord Jesus. Amen. I love flexible people. I love, I love people that are open to change. Because, see, as Christians, we should be constantly willing to change. The moment you stop changing, you've made yourself wise, and the Bible says you've become a fool. Amen. Change is a constant thing. Change is a daily thing. And change is a beautiful thing. Amen. Because about change, it keeps us, the thing about change is it keeps us from getting stuck in something that allows us to move forward. Just like last week when Darren got up here and had you write in your journals what's keeping you stuck and throw it away and now move forward. There's something that's making you look at your new creation, your new formed body, and your new formed mind, and is saying, I can't fly because of who I was. Can I tell you that butterfly is no longer a caterpillar, no longer are you a sinner. You have the ability to sin just like that butterfly has the ability to not take flight. It is time for you to leave sin and make a choice. Amen? Better help me preach this message, Neil. Go ahead. Amen. So we are not stranded. We, ha we have the ability to change. And keeping our heart open to the Holy Spirit allows that change because the Bible says, watch this, that the Holy Spirit is not just the shake juice. Like, you know, The Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is not just prophecy. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is your teacher so just like in Romans 1 if we go back there it is our rational and intelligent duty to keep our hearts open to the Holy Spirit so that we can learn amen we keep our hearts open to the Holy Spirit so that we can be deeply transformed amen this this type of transformation we cannot manage on our own 
Could you imagine if the, if the caterpillar went into the cocoon and said, okay, I've got to somehow deconstruct myself and turn into just a bunch of juice now? No, there is something that happens by creation that changes that caterpillar down to its very genome into a butterfly. Amen? And that's what has happened to you. You don't look at yourself and say, change. You look at yourself and say, how, God? You look at yourself and say, when, God? You look at yourself and say, teach me, God. Show me, God. Make me teachable. Look into the, like David, look into the very depths of my heart and search me, O Lord, for the hardened heart parts of my heart that are unteachable and expose those things so that I can be transformed completely in every area of my heart and mind. Active change is active submission to the Word of God. Active change is active submission to the Word of God. Amen? So why am I not changing? I read the Bible all the time. Or are you submitting to the teacher of the word? Because, see, if you're submitting to a man, you're getting man's opinion. That's becoming doctrine. And the inability to change is based off opinion, not based off a belief, which only comes from the Holy Spirit and the word of God. I don't change by somebody's opinion. I change by the Word of God and what the Holy Spirit reveals to me through the Word of God. Amen? It's your responsibility today to not just take what I say, but to take this home with you and study it out for yourself, not inviting the Holy Spirit, but exposing yourself to the Holy Spirit so that you can receive a greater revelation. Amen? Hallelujah. Is, Is this good so far? Are you learning so far? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, yes, yes, yes. Not everybody said yes, yes, yes. You got to put some emphasis on the end of the last yes, okay? Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of like when Australians say goodbye. It's like the only word you stretch out. Bye. Longest word. But anyway, that's only funny to me as American because you're like, that's offensive. That's just our language. That's just not nice. That's just not nice. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm here, to, I'm, here to, to, I'm, I'm here to preach something radical, but it should be foundational. Because if we're open to this transformation and this teaching, this frees us from having to do something and bring about change that allows us to simply be the change. If you're trying to change and you're constantly failing, st- stop. Be the change instead of talking about the change. I tell the people all the time, don't make me a promise, just do what you're promising and then let me, let me notice the consistency of your change. But if you're trying to prove to me about your change, you're always going to fall into failing in change. Because you're putting an expectation on you that God didn't even require. God said, fail, learn, fail, learn, fail, learn, succeed, fail, learn, succeed, fail, learn, succeed. I don't know why Christians are so afraid of failure. Because through the pathway of failure is the learning process to success. And God's not mad at your, God is not mad at your mistakes because he wouldn't put in his Bible a righteous man falls seven times but then gets back up. If God was mad at your every mistake, then praise God, we don't have a daddy. We have a deity that just wants to kill us. But praise God, we got a daddy. Amen? 
Praise God. Somebody better clap right there. We got a daddy. I'm about to start preaching. See, that's enough teaching for me today. All right, y'all ready? Here's where it gets real fast if you're new to this congregation. The word transformation means to change into something different that, that implies a major reformation of form, nature, and function. This also suggests an abrupt and startling change. Our change is not mediocre. Our change is not minimal. Our change is abrupt and startling. I mean, a caterpillar comes out looking like a butterfly. I went in looking like a sinner, came out righteous. Can I tell you that there's something great about that? Amen. I went in dirty, filthy, and, and, and unable to walk through my life. And I came out with Jesus by my side, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And I came out with a renewed mind, a regenerated spirit, redemption, righteousness, reconciliation, justification, forgiveness. And praise God, so much more inside the promises of God. I went in with nothing. I came out with everything. I went in ugly. I came out beautiful. Can I tell you that's what active change looks like? Amen? God ain't requiring you to display your ugly to become beautiful. Woo. That gets back to having to co confess our sins to priests. God said, actually, when you accept my forgiveness, I throw that stuff as far as from the east is to the west. I don't even remember that. And I, sit, I activate the Holy Spirit to teach you so that you don't make the same mistake again. And I activate the Holy Spirit to convict you if you fall into habitual sinning so that I can get you out of that stuff. Amen? Is God good? Is God good? All the time. See, people... They want freedom, but I'm not here to pretty preach today because I'm going to say some hard stuff even though that was fun. Amen? I'm not here to make sin easy. I'm here to make change possible. Amen? Say that with me. We're not here to make sin easy. We're here to make change possible. See, most people, they're still in their caterpillar state living as a butterfly. Most people are still in their caterpillar, caterpillar state living as a butterfly. Say that three times fast. And that's the reason is because they're a butterfly, they can fly, but they miss just chewing on leaves. They miss just sitting still doing nothing. They, can't, they became comfortable as a caterpillar. They don't want to now have to expand upon so much energy to be this new creation. This, this is too much. But you can't go back and be a caterpillar. You have been changed. All the Bible says, and if God's word is true, and it's unrefutable, and it's unmovable, he said, old things have passed away, and all things have become new. You before Christ is dead. Amen? Is that good? So this abrupt and startling change comes from the word metamorphosis in the Greek. That is when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, they are two different ways of the word in the New Testament transformation is used. You ready? I'm going to preach this. I ain't going to teach this, so catch it quick. So be transformed is the active voice, meaning I'm responsible of making it happen. Go back to Romans 12 and 1. Be transformed is the active response, meaning I'm responsible for the change. <laughs> Just love preaching this stuff. Sorry, I had a moment with Jesus. 
It's like a little victory dance. See, some people are so bound, and I'm like, if you don't get free after today, just, 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 just finish my sentence, okay? I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg you in the view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication to your bodies and presenting all the members of your faculties of the living, sacrifice, devoted, consecrated. I know I'm talking fast. And well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Next verse. We're going to come back to that, Alex. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed. My responsibility of what goes into my mind is my active response to my transformed state. This is one of the times in the Bible that you are responsible for your transformation. As a new believer or as a believer, you are responsible, go back to verse 1, for the rational, intelligent worship of learning so that you can maintain this active change. Your response to daily transformation, your response to not being conformed to the things of this world. See, the world can get you to do things. When I, see, can I just can I testify a minute? See, and I'm going to mess with folks, so don't get mad at me. This is just a testimony. This is not doctrine. Putting that disclaimer out. So I came to America. I mean, I, I came from America, not to America. This is Australia. I came from America to Australia, and I go to dinner. And someone's like, they know I'm a pastor. They're like, you want a Corona? I'm like, Maybe you want you want some whiskey with that? Look, everybody got quiet. They're like wondering what I did, <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? Is this what happened? When did this become okay?" Because and then I went to go buy a scratch-off ticket, and you can't get those at a gas station like you can in America, and and I went. And they said, you got to go to the casino or pokey house. And I was like, what's a pokey house? They poke me as I come through the door? What is this? And so what I'm trying to relate to you is two different customs. In America, for a pastor to drink with you is absolutely not ever going to happen. Amen? Uh, but for that pastor to buy a scratch-off ticket with you, it's absolutely okay. Heresy. That's why they call America the Great Babylon. But then there's the custom here that it's okay for me. So I, I asked God, I said, God, what am I supposed to do? Religion over there says I can't, but religion over here says I can. And both of them use scriptures to make it okay. I don't know what to do. And God spoke to me, he said, that's the difference between custom and opinion and doctrine. Is your reasonable responsibility, the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and I was sore afraid. And so you are to put off customs. I'm not talking about gambling or drinking anymore. You are to put off customs that are of this world and take on the customs of God. You're not to accept opinion of man as a doctrine. And you're not, to, you're not supposed to accept customs as doctrine, as a way to live. Paul said what you do in your own home that's fine, but what you do in public may make your brother stumble. Amen? So we're not giving liberty to these actions. We're saying know the difference of the responsibility of your transformation. You need to know that what goes into your mind and your heart ultimately shapes your character and your destiny. Amen? Man, is this good? I love it. I haven't even got past point two, or one even. I'm not even on to the first point. Hallelujah. 
So being transformed, when the word says be transformed, this is, uh, when the word says be transformed, then this is an active voice, meaning I'm responsible. When the Bible says as being transformed or as being changed or accepting the change or receiving that change, that is a passive voice, meaning the transformation is being done for us within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. I have two types of transformation happening all the time, Joe. I have my active response to customs and ways of this world and transforming my mind through the renewal and the word of God. And then I have my inactive, passive response that is coming from the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I think I'm pretty good. That means there is, if I stay in the word and I stay open to the Holy Spirit, I have served as a spiritual response with the way I live in active change so that others may see it and want it. Amen? You ain't never going to win nobody to, to heaven by telling them, well, just turn or burn, baby, turn or burn. Turn right or get left. Hallelujah. It's either shake and bake or sit still and cook. It's like, what? Are, I don't even understand what you're saying anymore. Is this Ricky Bobby? What are we doing? All the younger people don't get that joke, and all the other people say, why did you watch that movie, Pastor? But we got to be careful that when we are responsible to change on one hand, but we cannot change without the Spirit of God influencing and instructing, spiritual transformation is both an intentional on our part and a result as a work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Somebody say active change. The Bible says that he, is, he will complete a work that he has started in me. All he asks you to do is run. All he asks you to do is be willing to be in the race and set off sin that so easily besets you. Set off all the baggage that gets you distracted and just run the race with patience to the author and the finisher of your faith, which is Jesus Christ, which is where it started. And now with the Holy Spirit, you are actively changing. You now have the momentum and the mobility and the ability and the power and the strength to perceive and achieve that change. Woo! You're good. Say, I'm good. Some of you are worried about yourself. I'm just never going to change. Sister, brother, if you get in the Word and stay open to the Holy Spirit, change is inevitable. And it's effortless. Amen? Come on. Somebody's getting free right now. Somebody's getting free right now. Somebody on Facebook Live, probably somewhere in Singapore, is saying, what? You mean? Yes, I do. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on to the next part. Real and positive change comes from Christ changing us on the inside. But changing is not too difficult for us because with God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4 and 19 says. We make a decisive dedication to receive Jesus into our lives and a decisive dedication to serve in our lives as a spiritual response and an active learning and growing as an act of spiritual worship. That is so awesome. Wow. I'm going to take that in. Hold on. Because the reality of it is, is that my life should be an act of worship. But not as an action I take, but an action of what has been done that has made me able to live this way. Because the Bible says, 
that Christ, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Christ came so that I may have life and life more abundantly. So he gave me wisdom and knowledge to perceive and receive, which gave me faith and hope. And then he gave me power that gave me the ability to do this through the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I'm good. Somebody say, I'm good. So then what's my part? My part is to rationally and intelligently keep learning and submitting to the work of the Holy Spirit that is going on on the inside of me. But I just keep sinning. You're not submitting to what the Holy Spirit is saying about your sin. You've fallen into unbelief about yourself and said the Word's not good enough and the Holy Spirit's not good enough and I'm just always going to be this way. No, no, no. You're a caterpillar saying you're a butterfly and you need to realize that you're a butterfly and stop talking to yourself that way. Get up off your branch and take flight by faith. Amen? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's like a caterpillar saying I'm just... A butterfly, or I'm a butterfly, I'm just a caterpillar. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You are a redeemed, righteous child of God that has received the gift of regeneration, redemption, reconciliation, forgiveness, and justification. You now walk in a favored life. You are no longer a sinner. You were a sinner. You're now dead to sin and alive in Christ. Come on, I just feel like music should come on. Turn that music on real quick. You got it on the, you got it on the, on the, on the laptop. I put it there on purpose. I liked it so much, I'm like, I can't believe he's going to play secular music. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it just to shake some of y'all up. It's on the laptop, on the desktop. And so some of you just need to shake off the old. Some of you just need to shake off the caterpillar. Some of you just need to get that righteous groove. Grace will look good. Come on. And you're like, I can't believe we're doing this in church. Why not? Come on, somebody stand. We're going to turn it down in a second. Ready? Hold on, stop. Now stop, hold on. Now, just when other people were like, wait a minute, I was just about to get in the groove. I was about, I was about to jump in. You haven't jumped in yet because you think that listening to that music is going to take away your righteous state. And yes, it can if you're listening to it with the wrong words. I would not play that song in this church if it had anything that would corrupt your mind. Let me tell you that right now. But that thing has a beat on it that wakes something up on the inside of me. Hallelujah. That, and you know what? I can also, I can get down with Hava Nagila. I can do that all day. Hava Nagila. Hava. I can get Jewish on you if you want. But it's time that you shake off your stubborn caterpillar mind get up like a butterfly and fly for Jesus somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise hit it one more time somebody needs to get it clap your hands well I'm never coming back to this church that is okay I still love you Somebody needs to clap your hands. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, 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 hey. Now wait. Then we're going to stop. Ready? <laughs> All right, stop because I got to preach. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hug somebody.
I bet you'll come back to church next week and see what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Some of you are like, I just, I, 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 I'm watching some of you just, I, I, what, I, 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 whoop. You're still looking at your wings thinking, can I dance like that? David got undignified before the Lord. It didn't even take music. The only reason I played music is to help you get out of your emotions about dancing. But you should be excited enough about the word that it creates a sound in your heart called a rhythm of grace that you just, you know, the black culture gets it. They, can, they don't even try and work out to praise music. Praise music will start out by like one. And then, you know, and then about that good chorus comes on this. Workout turns into worship. Amen. Your life should change every element of your life into worship. Workout should be worship. Working should be worship. You should be thankful to God that you got a job to work at so that you can supply finances to the kingdom and to your family. So everything you do should, waking up in the morning should be worship. Taking a bath should be worship, and I'll worship with you because some of you, anyway, hallelujah, it's an act of worship. Change begins on the inside. Change begins on the inside. And as Neil's still laughing for some, it needs to happen on the outside too. But change happens from the inside. Now, guys, I'm sorry. We don't do this every Sunday. We don't get the... But see, there's something called a law of liberty that I want to get to before I close today. See, change begins on the inside by us realizing who we are now, not who we were. Change is a revelation of where I'm going. Change is a revelation of what I've become. Change is a rightful position of my identity. Change is a choice. Amen? And so God has said to you, I've put life and death, blessings and cursings, therefore choose life. They both have a seed that may live, Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Can I tell you that there's joy in life? There's mourning in death. Can I tell you that there's dancing in joy and there's ashes and sacrifice in death? God has changed your mourning state into your life state. And it's time that you look like living people. Instead of walking around so serious about everything, you need to correct doctrine and you need to give good instructions. But you need to loose a little bit of the seriousness and smile a little bit. Amen? Walking around like a bulldog saying, I'm happy. I'm just ready to take on demons. I don't have to take on a demon. When I come into a room, there's so much change in me. Devils change and move because I know that the word has effect in me. I know the word has a work around me. And I don't need to speak to demons. I just need to speak the word. And the change that that word will cause will cause demons to flee. I think I understand that, Pastor. But it's a fight. No, it's not. It's a victory. The reason you think it's a fight is because you're still a caterpillar. 
Spiritual warfare is already won. Let me tell you, a king stands up and says, don't, don't you know who I am and what you're about to battle? I'm going to give you one chance to get off this field before the covenant I have with Jesus is going to wipe the floor with you. I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to shout at you. I'm not going to at you. I'm not going to sling oil everywhere. I'm going to give you one chance to listen to the words coming out of my mouth from the covenant that Jesus made alive in me, liberated me and liberated me from you. I'm going to give you one chance. And then I don't even give that devil a chance. I'm like, you're bound in Jesus' name. Amen? It's a reality of the power of the word. My God. You have to so change. The Bible talks about in Mark 4, 3, and 9. Write those scriptures down. Go back later. You have to plant the word seed in your heart to have this change. It is our reasonable an intelligent duty to pursue the word for this change. This is our active response to the change that has happened on the inside of us that the Holy Spirit is working in and around us for. This is our active response is to learn the word. Well, I don't need the word anymore. I've, I've got grace. Wrong. I don't need to pray anymore. I've got grace. Wrong. I don't need to fast anymore. i got grace. Wrong. It's the way you pray that needs to change. It's the way you fast that needs to change. It's the way you read the word that needs to change. Because you need to put off the customs of religion and put on the revelation of Christ in all those areas. Woo! Man, y'all need to invite six people next week because we're going to dig into this thing. And I'm going to tell you where we're going. The Bible talks about in Mark 4.11, write these down. Mark 14.20. Mark 14, 23 and 24. Mark 4, 11. Mark 14, 20. Mark 14, 23 and 24. Specifically those verses. So what we plant grows in us. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinks, so is he. So if you think you're a sinner, you're going to keep sinning. If you think you're righteous, you're going to live in righteousness. You need to change the way you believe about your caterpillar state to now butterfly state because you're not flying yet. You're still looking and identifying with your wings and trying to learn how this works before you even give it a chance for instinct to kick in. The instinct of righteousness. I am the righteousness of God. Say this with me. I am the righteousness of God. That's everybody in this room. You've been taught differently by religion because religion wants to control you and manipulate you into a purpose of keeping a man's motive going. But relationship is always a give and take. A give and take. A give and take. Amen? Amen? Amen. So you got to sow change into your heart. You got to sow change into your ears. You got to sow change into your eye gates. You can't just be watching anything you want to watch anymore. I, I, sometimes I go watch a movie and I think, man, I'm glad I watched that. But the fruit of me watching that results in my life through anger and frustration depending on the amount of violence in that movie. And so I, I, as I used to think it was okay, and I'm not preaching against movies, movies. I'm saying work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Whatever arises lack of change in you, whatever sows a seed that will disrupt the change in you, you probably need to step back away from. Amen? Because it is my responsibility to be learning about this change 
and learning about God in me. Amen? But since God didn't make me righteous, my actions don't take away my righteousness. I just need to maintain the transformation in my mind. Amen? Somebody say active change. Is this good? Are you getting the how-tos now? So just as we plant a garden, we guard against weeds that try to invade and choke out what we plant. We must also guard against bad attitudes, bad habits, negative thinking, and unbelief. Your garden is growing every day. Because, see, the transformation has happened on the inside of you. You wasn't responsible for Jesus was responsible for that on the cross. But the, the change that's happening on your, in your mind, you are responsible for. And that comes through what you engage with. An active change is either you are being changed by something or you are changing something. I tell my sons all the time, be the influencer instead of the influenced. Because the influenced are a weakened state of identity. Be the influencer instead of the influenced. It's time that we be a part of this world but not partakers of it. It's time that we walk in our God-given right, knowing that if I renewed my mind through the Word as a daily response to what He gave to me on the inside, I am covered in my mind, I am covered in my heart, and I'm covered in my spirit. You need to take responsibility. As John says in John, 1 John 4 and 17, as he is, so are we in this world. Let me clean that up for you. It says in Matthew 5 and 48, Be ye therefore perfect as your Father is perfect in heaven. I used to ask, how, God? How can I be perfect? Well, the Greek word for perfect is teleos. T-E-L-I-O-U-S. Teleos. The Greek word is teleos, which means spiritually mature. Be spiritually mature as your Father is spiritually mature in heaven. Go back to Romans 12 and 1. Learn. Maturity comes through education. Maturity comes through experience. Maturity comes through time. You're trying to change everything about you and everything about everybody around you because you're afraid that they're going to be robbed of something. Can I tell you, God is good enough. God has supplied enough. And he, you know what? You don't need to live in fear anymore. You can know that God will fulfill what he promised. But you need to mature in your worship. You need to mature in your living and have it as a rational and intelligent duty as a response to the perfect will of God of the renewing of your mind. I need to ask you a question as I close. For change to happen in our lives, there has, we have to be realistic about it. You're depressed, you're upset, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're anxious. You're feeling a wealth of emotions going on in the day-to-day -day week on your job or whatever. Can I tell you that those come from fear? Can I tell you that those come from a place of unbelief? And can I tell you that that un unbelief is attacking your identity and trying to tell you that it's not going to work out? That unbelief is attacking the way you think, ultimately attacking who you are, ultimately attacking how you speak. 
The only way to deal with anxiety is to get in the word about fear. The only way to deal with anger is to get in the word about forgiveness. The only way to deal with the emotion you're experiencing right now is to get into the word and be responsible and accountable for your own emotions so that you can see the active change in you and all your relationships. Don't be a caterpillar blaming the leaf that it didn't supply enough food to you to change. Don't do that. Be a butterfly that says, I can fly, and I'm leaving this inadequate state for a full supplied life in Jesus Christ. I didn't even get to point two, so I'll finish next week about active change. We'll get into hearers of the word and doers of the word next week. We'll get into the action we take. Because some people think that because of grace, we don't do anything anymore. Because of the favor of God that's on our life, we don't, we're not responsible for anything. Brother, have I, have I made it pretty clear that we're responsible for something this morning? Sister, have I made it pretty clear that we're responsible for something? Have I brought revelation to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling this morning? I've made a few jokes. And I've said a few things about custom to attack the carnal thinking. But the reality is, is that we need to change. This church is called World Changers, and we're still sitting in the same state we were last week. I'm not here to condemn. I'm not here to condemn, not, not to condemn. I'm just saying, we need change. This community needs to see change. And I want to show you in the next few weeks how that change is possible, and I've given you the pathway today. I want my life to change. I want my finances to change. I, I need a new job. I, I'm thinking about moving. I'm concerned for my kids. There's going to have to be some change in thinking for you to be able to help your kids. Because, see, your fear of your child's lost state is causing you to speak through condemnation. You need to speak like a butterfly, not a caterpillar. And you need to speak like that caterpillar, like it's becoming a butterfly. You need to speak to your wives and your husbands like it's becoming a butterfly. Now, for some of us tough men, looking like a butterfly may not be what we want to be. But praise God, I can't change the message just for your toughness. Amen? Amen? But the reality is, is that change is a process. And it's something that we maintain. And it's something that we mature in. And it's, not, it's time we stop holding each other accountable for it. It's time that we let people see the change in our lives. So that they can come and learn of us, which is to learn of Christ. World Changes Church Gold Coast can be found at Instagram at WCC Gold Coast and on Facebook at World Changes GC. Or you can email us, send to info at worldchangeschurch.com.au. Enjoy the rest of your day and God bless.